At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. My guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook on a Tuesday. It's Championship Tuesday. I don't know how many people know that, Wes Reynolds, but it's the NBA Summer League Championship in Las Vegas tonight. And we have NBA news to tip it off. Joel Embiid of the Sixers, a four-year, $196 million Supermax extension, similar to what you just signed with VSEN. <laughs> That's going to keep him in Philadelphia through the 26-27 season. I don't think that changes much. It, uh, we expected Embiid was going to re-sign with the Sixers. And the Nets, let's face it, the Nets and the Lakers, barring injury, are going to be the top two teams on the NBA Futures board all season. Right, and that's exactly why the NBA went ahead and put them in the matchup on Christmas yeah. Day. Those got announced earlier today. They're going to be in the primetime matchup on ABC on December 25th. And going back to the Embiid thing, Obviously, everything now hinges on what they are going to do with Ben Simmons. If they're going to be able to flip him for somebody. We've been hearing the rumors about him to Portland, perhaps for Damian Lillard. We'll uh -huh. see if that materializes and, and whatnot. Obviously, new coach there in Portland with Chauncey Billups. But Ben Simmons is going to be on his way out. It's just where is his destination going to be? Uh, I don't know. Take a guess. Where do you think it might be? 
Well, Portland's getting the most buzz right now. I know Cleveland wants to put something together where they can compare, because this is all about agencies. So Simmons is represented by Clutch Sports, as is Darius Garland. So there's been rumors that that could be a possible destination, but I don't know if really Cleveland has enough pieces. Sacramento certainly doesn't have enough pieces unless they give up De'Aaron Fox, which I don't think that they're willing to do. We know uh, Golden State apparently was off was made an offer. They mm-hmm. elected to balk on that on draft night uh so we shall see there's going to be i think some options out there but it's going to take a while i think to put this deal together obviously a lot of moving parts yeah i think the wizards probably smart excuse me the uh, warriors probably smart not to make that move for ben simmons i don't think he fits well on that team but anyway uh how about patrick beverly on the move for the uh, third time Actually, well, second time from the Clippers to the Grizzlies to the T-Wolves, just like that. Uh, he is traded for the second time in three days. So the Clippers have uh, been shaking things up a little bit. Hey, this is from Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook. NBA opening night, Tuesday, October 19th. Nets at Bucks, And Jeff Sherman has opened Bucks minus one, total of 243.5. That same night, Lakers Minus four and a half, total 230 and a half. And Jeff Sherman also put the numbers up for the Christmas Day NBA games as well. And you just referenced the Nets and the Lakers. Wes and the Lakers open one and a half, total of 240 and a half. Yeah, we'll go down the horn here. Opening game uh, Christmas morning or afternoon, depending on if you're on the East Coast. Hawks and Knicks rematch of the playoffs, four or five in the East. Knicks one point favorite, 217 and a half. Celtics at Bucks, Bucks minus eight, 236 and a half. Suns hosting the Warriors, three and a half, 228 and a half. You mentioned Lakers Nets. Lakers minus one and a half, 240 and a half was the opener. Closing game and at late night game will be the Jazz and the Mavs, five and a half. Jazz laying 224 and a half obviously I expect the Mavs with Luka Doncic going to be a regular fixture on Christmas Day but interestingly enough I guess the one kind of big market name team that's not on here would be the LA Clippers so you mentioned Patrick Beverly on the move he did just tweet hey I'm excited to be here and work with this young team in in Minneapolis of course what is he going to say yeah I'm going to hate it here I'm going to hate playing with this donkey team so you know he he's saying the right things at least on early entry into Minneapolis Well, give them credit for saying the right things, at least. How about that? All right, let's uh, go to baseball here quickly. The Yankees and the Red Sox playing two today, Wes, and the Yankees get the first one. It was um, four, excuse me, five to three. Five to three, Yankees get the final. And no bombs for the Bombers in that game. Uh, It was basically singles, uh, singles hitting that elevated the Yankees past the Red Sox in game one. Hey, the Yankees will take a win over the Red Sox Mm -hmm. any way they can get it right now. And they made it interesting because the Red Sox did get the bases loaded in the top of the seventh with nobody out. Johnny Lasagna, Jonathan Loisiga made a little bit of mess of things, gave up three hits, but did record all three outs via strikeouts, did go two innings. So he had to go a little extra for that save today. But all of a sudden, the Red Sox, even though they had that series over Baltimore, they obviously have not been playing very good baseball. The pitching has really regressed. And Yankees shorthanded still in the lineup, but starting to get guys back. Sanchez was back in the lineup today, over for 3 for that matter. But Yankees just got to get these bats back, and we can see how good these guys are going to be. Dude, that lineup from top to bottom when the Yankees are fully healthy is uh, looks like an all-star team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. The Red Sox came up short with bases loaded and no outs, and that had the sting.
right, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds here on uh, My Guys in the Desert. We have a lot to talk about today. William Hill, the VSIN handicapper, joins us in this hour. Also, Tony Miller, big Tony of the Golden Nugget, to talk about his football contest. We're going to hit on uh, baseball, NFL, fast food, golf, a little bit of everything today, Wes. And no stone unturned, no village unpillaged on this program this <laughs> afternoon. Did you watch the uh, San Francisco Giants last night? We've talked about how the Giants went over their season win total before last night's game. They had 76 wins going into last night. And how about Chris Bryant? He was a key pickup at the trade deadline. Two home runs. He had not homered uh, since his first game with the Giants, but he picks up a couple of homers last night, and the Giants take down the Mets. Yeah, last week the San Francisco Giants did become pretty much the favorite across the board to go ahead and win that division. Now, a very small favorite, mind you, about minus a dollar thirty, dollar forty in that range. Dodgers pretty much even money, just waiting to see once they get finally all of the pieces together. You were talking about the Yankees mm-hmm. lineup, but about the Dodgers lineup, obviously the two highest payrolls in Major League Baseball, so no one's crying tears unless you're a Dodger fan for these guys. It's like they just haven't been healthy all year, not only at the plate but in terms of pitching, but the. San Francisco Giants just aren't ready to come back to the pack. Everybody keeps waiting on it. We've seen really the Padres fall back to the pack there and now just a game and a half ahead of the wild card of the Cincinnati Reds, but the Giants aren't falling back and they're going to go tonight. Logan Webb against Marcus Stroman. Seeing about high 150-ish range on Logan Webb tonight is the favorite. Take back on Stroman about $1.40. Yeah, uh, Logan Webb has won five straight decisions, I believe, and uh, a big favor for the Giants. That's too big a price for me to lay tonight. And it's uh, anywhere from 155 to 165 tonight, Giants and the Mets. How about the uh, Pirates and the Dodgers? David Price, a monster favorite, as high as uh, 350 at points bet right now, 315 at Circus Sports. And the Pop- I'll tell you what, the Pirates had the Dodgers on the ropes last night and let mm-hmm. them off the hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dodgers got away with the 2-1 to win last night. David Price... Is that price too high? You know, it just might be. Actually, Will Crow, there hasn't been much to write home about in Pittsburgh. They haven't been raising the Jolly Roger all that frequently. But if you look at Will Crow, 17th start on the season has not been great, but he's been better at least a little bit lately. 35 strikeouts over the last 34 innings and really better on the road than he is at PNC Park there in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, this price is probably too high, but that's what you're going to see because you have betters that are going to be willing to bet these prices. Because you're starting to see some of these big pay favorites where I think betters are really going to gravitate toward parlays when you're fading some of these teams that are well out of it. The Pittsburghs of the world, the Chicago Cubs, the Kansas City Royals, the Texas Rangers. A lot of those days you're going to see those teams get faded pretty much on a night in night out basis. Yeah, you're going to see the Cubs and the Orioles get faded. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Padres and Rockies tonight, man, the Padres are in danger of missing the playoffs, Wes. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks, and even with uh, Fernando Tatis back, it, it's ugly. Last night they lost to the Rockies 6-5 to at Coors Field, got beat on a walk-off, and tonight it's Matt Strom against Herman Marquez, and it's essentially a pick game. The total was 13 last night. Like mm-hmm. I said, the Rockies uh, won the game 6-5 to tonight. The total is 12-and-a-half at Coors Field.
Yeah, I had a feeling that the Padres were going to sign Jake Arrieta because desperate times call for desperate measures, and they did. Recently yeah. released from the Chicago Cubs. But look, they're very shorthanded, not only in the bullpen, but in the rotation. You Darvish out right now, Chris Paddock out right now, Denilson Lamette. You look at the bullpen, Kella, Altavia, Taylor Williams, Drew Pomeranz. So they're very shorthanded. Now they're going to have to go with the bullpen game basically for the second time in three games. Ryan Weathers, by the way, only went four innings last night. So you've got... Padres relievers basically going to have to be pitching 23 innings over three days. So Matt Strom is going to go. He's only made five appearances this season because he had knee surgery. So he started the year on the injured list. Teams are hitting 423 against him, and he's only thrown no more than 27 pitches in any outing this season. You might have a tax bullpen. That's kind of been the theme for the Padres this year. And Herman Marquez, I don't want to say he's like an elite pitcher at Coors Field because you still pitch in Coors Field, so the numbers are never really pretty. But if you look at it, seven and two and 305 ERA at home this season at Coors Field. Opponents are hitting just 199 against him. He's only given up four home runs in 14 starts in Coors Field. So Herman Marquez has figured something out and it's curious that this move in terms of the full game, I guess that's fading the Rockies bullpen, which is nothing to write home about. It is moved toward the Padres, but probably where I'm going to go and where I did really go in this game is I laid the small price with the Rockies in the first five because I think Herman Marquez has got this figured out and I don't know how long Strom is going to go in this game. He certainly hasn't done so much this season. I I like Herman Marquez a little bit in this game as well. I like Chris Bassett a lot in the uh, A's game. I'm not sure I'm going to bet the A's. They're minus 110. It's right around the pick and range total of eight and a half. It's uh, A's and White Sox in Chicago. Reynaldo Lopez going for the White Sox. Yeah, it's going to be a bullpen game for the Southsiders, but really for that team, that's not a bad thing because they have one of the best bullpens in the American League and really all of baseball. So Lopez is going to go, but Chris Bassett lately has been fantastic. He's been getting a little, maybe some Cy Young love down the stretch there. I don't expect he's going to win it in the American League, but he's certainly going to win it. You know, Garrett Cole is still the oh, favorite, but come I don't on. think it's going to go to him. Oh. I think it's probably Lance Lynn's to lose right now at this standpoint. But watching Lance Lynn his whole career, it's kind of like, okay, when is this guy going right. to regress a little bit? Because he comes back to earth usually second half of the season when the weather gets warmer. But the kid from Brownsburg, Indiana, has absolutely not done that, even though he kind of got batted around in that Field of Dreams game. But really, both of those teams gave up some runs. So Bassett is going to go 12-3 and tonight, retiring about 9 9.2 strikeouts per nine innings, uh, 336 on the fielding independent pitching. But the White Sox uh, not only good against left-handers, they're pretty good against right-handers as well. But Bassett's been tough to hit. Last 20 innings pitch, only allowed one earned run, struck out 21. So looking at this, Lopez is probably going, what you would say, two or three innings. So I couldn't really get anywhere on the side, but I don't mind the under here necessarily, especially if you can get it at nine. There's some eight and a half juice to the over, about a buck 25. Then there's some nines out there as well. Well, yeah, that might around. be the better play because the uh, the A's make me a little bit nervous in this game. But Chris Bassett's been one of my favorite pitchers for the last uh, year and a half, really. And uh, I think you referenced it in the last three starts, 20 innings. The guy's allowed uh, one earned run, mm-hmm. 21 strikeouts and three walks. And the A's are 3-0 and in those starts. You know, I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm probably a little bit too critical sometimes of the uh, of the Yankees. And uh, talking about Garrett Cole, I've watched him pitch all season. I just don't think he's Cy Young. Yeah. Uh, now his numbers are off the charts when you look at the full season. 12.2 strikeouts per nine, a whip under one. Everything looks pretty good, but uh, we know he was cheating right. uh, early in the season. And I, I don't want to uh, make Garrett Cole Cy Young this year. 
think Lance Lynn has a great shot. I actually think Chris Bassett mm-hmm. is really sneaking into that conversation. Because now Carlos Rodon, who is right yeah. in the mix, has been out for a couple weeks, and I'm not sure when he's coming back. I think it's going to be pretty soon. But out of sight, out of mind for a lot of these awards things, and yeah. Lance Lynn has been Mr. Consistency. So Lynn is right there. Bassett is right there in terms of the short prices. I haven't looked since the weekend, but those would be the two guys I think should be at the top of the list. All right, that's the A's and the White Sox. We're going to talk about the Orioles and the Rays next. So let's talk about the Cubs and the Orioles. How bad can it get, uh, Wes? This is as bad as it gets. The Cubs and the Orioles each on 12-game losing streaks right now. Not only are they losing, they're getting, getting pummeled. It's the second time this season the two teams have finished a day on an 12-game losing streaks. Prior to this year, two teams had not done that since 1935. That's from Elias Sports. So the Cubs and Orioles making history. But, Wes, my point is they're not just getting beat. They're getting pummeled. And uh, if you're not betting against the Cubs and Orioles and, and throwing the opposing teams in parlays, uh, you're making a mistake lately. Well, and the Cubs are running against the Reds right now. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, are mashing the ball out of the park and really all around the yard at the GABP. So, Reds are starting to make some progress. They smell some blood in the water. San Diego coming back to them a little bit, only yep. a game and a half back. So, look, even tonight, Gutierrez does not necessarily have great numbers when you look at it. 395 on the ERA and 540 on the XBIP, almost a two-run difference. That would be a pitcher I would usually want to fade in this spot. But then again, I can't back the Cubs for what you're saying. I mean, do I want to be the brave one to get in front of that train? It's like sometimes we can be stubborn as betters where it's like, okay, this is the time where the streak stops. No, I'm going to go against it. It's overpriced. Well, and, how about the year the Cleveland Browns couldn't win a game? Right. Uh, going nine sharp. And we all bet them in the Super well, Contest every day. I wasn't. Week. I wasn't doing it. But I know a lot of sharp betters every week. Browns, 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 Browns. And then when they finally cover a game after you lose. See, I was right. It only took me about yeah. eight or nine times, but nevertheless, I'm not trying to uh, trying to beat the streak here with the Cubs and the Orioles, right? Even <laughs> though I think that that price is way too high on Vladimir Gutierrez, right, and, right. and the same thing with Tampa Bay. It does look. I mean, you look at Kyle Hendricks at plus 150, and you think against Gutierrez, well, oh, that's a, a yeah. tempting, but. Hey, the Cubs waved the white flag. They traded everybody, and I think this team is basically quit. And look at this move on Tampa Bay here. I think 176 was the opener at a uh, a faraway place, uh, Spinnacle, we'll yeah. call it. And now I'm seeing like 250 in the market at BetMGM. The Tampa Bay Rays, the favorite. That is such a big move. It's like ordinarily in mm-hmm. baseball like that, it's like, you know what? I'm going to fade the move here, and I'm, I'm going to fade this big esteem because that's the only thing you could do at this standpoint. You can't really follow it. You either be the steam or you you go against the steam, and at this point, I don't want to lay the raise, but I darn sure don't want John Means in the Orioles, and I think John Means probably still has some regression to go. Did was on the DL after he got that no-hitter. About 1.3 runs higher on the XFIP than he is on the ERA. Usually that is a sell-high candidate for me, so I'm going to stay out of this one. Anything you're going to play in baseball tonight, we'll do best bets in hour number two, but uh, anything you bet before the show today? Yeah, the only thing I had was the Rockies on the first five, uh, Marquez over Strom, but I'm starting to like this under here in Oakland and the Chicago White Sox at nine, especially if I can get that. Chris Bassett has been absolutely on fire. Now, Chris Bassett, you're looking at him, the AL Cy Young, I believe, at BetMGM. I was waiting to pull that up. The screen was just slow, but Chris Bassett, 25-1. to Right now, the favorite is Lance Lynn at minus $2. 
hours. Then Garrett Cole, 11 to 4. Carlos Rodon, mm-hmm. 8 to 1. Robbie Ray, 12 to 1. I forgot about him. And then Chris Bassett at 25 to 1. So, want to take a, a shot, yeah. you know, wouldn't be the worst bet in the world necessarily. No, it wouldn't. He's. Uh... He's been on fire with a strong September. He could definitely win it, 25-1. to 1. That would be, if you said I could make one play on that board, that would be it mm-hmm. uh, right now. All right, let's take a look at NFL preseason week two. How did week one go for you? Because week one went really well for me. The only game that blew up in my face was that Jaguars game where I had plus three, got the best of the number by seven points, and still got blown out. It was okay for yeah. me. I mean, uh, pretty pretty much a wash, very small profit. One that kind of stung me a little bit was I did go ahead and fade the Baltimore streak, and the market did too. I took two and a half with New Orleans, and usually, and I lost on two and a half, so it's like, oh, you should have oh, bought the hook. Yeah. I don't buy the hook in the preseason. In the regular season, yes, when there's a lot more value, but New Orleans was leading the whole game. Six turnovers, by the way, for yeah. the New Orleans Saints, including an interception, both from Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston early on, so that battle is now still undecided. I still think Winston's going to win the job, but that was a little bit of a tough beat, but that's what you have to do in the preseason. You have to be able to either get the numbers early or go against them late. Brady and I were talking about that on Lombardi line this morning. You're seeing some of these totals now and, and really across the board, not every game, but you're starting to see some numbers get bet to the over. Maybe some early betters are thinking there's going to be some regression to higher scoring games, 14 and three to the under last week. But keep in mind, a lot of these teams held 20, 25, 30 plus players out. So some teams are going to treat this as a dress rehearsal and some teams are not. All so. right. One team that's not is the Tampa Bay Bucks. And this uh, pro, pro football talk, Bruce Arians said the Buccaneers are not going to play their starters this week. So Arians is going to treat the, the final week of the preseason like dress rehearsal week. Some coaches are going to treat week two this week like dress rehearsal week. Wes, it really changes the way you handicap the preseason. We don't have the traditional week three dress rehearsal week mm-hmm. like we had in the past mm-hmm. when the schedule's compacted like this. But Bruce uh, Arians made it clear that he wants to play his starters in week three because if you do that, then you have about a week and a half right. before you play your regular season opener. And he doesn't want to go two and a half weeks or two full weeks without the starters uh, playing before that season opener, which I think is smart. Well, yeah. because usually there is four games, of course, in the preseason for pretty much all these teams unless you were part of the Canton game the Hall of Fame game mm-hmm. then you play five but usually every single year Matt because we recognize the schedule like clockwork as betters usually college football opens that week and then kind of NFL preseason gets ignored in week four yeah, because it's yeah. not really the starters playing it's the guys maybe clinging on for that last spot as a special teamer on the roster because let's be honest these 53 man rosters these teams know 48 49 50 of the guys are going to make it maybe there's one or two spots for an undrafted free agent an extra receiver an extra DB that's probably going to play special teams so like you said Bruce Arians deciding to use week three which most teams don't use as the dress rehearsal and then some of these teams are going to go ahead and use it this week some teams I don't think will have one at all yeah, uh, the Rams. Yeah. Like the Rams are not going to have a no. dress rehearsal. No, I'm no. not sure the Packers are going to have a dress rehearsal. And right? you've yeah. seen, and you've seen this. The Raiders now laying seven to the Los Angeles. Yeah, look Rams. at these line moves, Wes. All right, so we talked about these on yesterday's show. They opened up yesterday morning, and some of these new <laughs> numbers ran right away, including the Raiders, who opened one point favorites at the Rams. And I thought, uh, man, that's a ridiculous number. I can't believe. It. I was hoping that number would open Raiders less than mm-hmm. a field goal. It opens one right away. It shoots to seven, essentially, uh, by early afternoon. 
Uh, Raiders laying seven at the Rams. How about the Bills and the Bears? The Bills opened minus one on the road. Now it's Bears four and a half or five. Uh, also, the Broncos opened one and a half at the Seahawks. We saw how the Seahawks were asleep at the wheel against the Raiders. Broncos now five-point favorites and uh, five and a half at Circa. In the last game to talk about Jets-Packers, Packers opened three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jordan Love might not play in this game. Uh, Jets right now two-and-a-half-point favorites. So you've had a uh, six-point move in that one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Raiders, look, I was at that game Saturday night. Both teams sat a lot of people on. Uh, I didn't even know who was the fourth quarterback for the Raiders. It didn't matter. They got the dub over Seattle. What is Wes Reynolds' favorite fast food joint? Which one does he hate? We'll talk about that next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Wes. I lost my bearings. Get discombobulated. Where are we? We are at the OddsTrader.com studio here at the South Point Hotel. Oh, okay. Casino. Thanks for reminding me. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need, OddsTrader.com. All right, let's get to it. Uh, unveiled these rankings this morning on the Follow the Money show with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, who are two big-time fast food fans as well. Uh, top 50 fast food power rankings. And I've fine-tuned these, uh, these ratings for each uh, franchise over the past couple months, Wes, and came up with my final 50, and I knew there were going to be some controversial ones mm-hmm. on here. No, no mm-hmm. question about it. Uh, the, the last spot on the list went to Taco Time. Uh, number 49 went to Tommy's. You go, I'll tell you the one that, um, that really ticked off a lot of people is Jack in the Box at number 48, being that low on the list, and uh, Smashburger at 41. You're seeing the bottom 10 uh, right there. Uh, any of those places you feel like are really underrated that uh, I probably should have had higher on the list? Well, maybe Smashburger yeah. a little, a little, okay. bit, a little bit higher. Uh, but uh, look, I don't disagree. And I think the thing with Jack in the Box being so low, it's because they're so widespread and prevalent out here on the West Coast, especially even though they're now more of a national chain. Sometimes when you have a lot of these things close by, you kind of are like, "Yeah, I've had that so many times," and then you don't really appreciate it right. as much. Well, what amazes me sometimes, and the reactions from people never cease to amaze me. And even Paul Howard was saying it this morning. People who love the 99-cent tacos at Jack in the Box. You know the two tacos mm-hmm. for a dollar? Mm-hmm. My brother even likes those. And I said, you know, I don't know who you are anymore. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't feed those to a dog. I wouldn't feed those to a starving dog on the street. And people are saying, how can you rank Jack in the Box so low? Those tacos are awesome. So we're not going to have my guys in the <laughs> desert presented to you by Jack in the Box. I guess no. we can go ahead and write that one off. No, no. Okay, let's go to the uh, 40 through 31 spots. And uh, number 40 on the list is uh, highly controversial here, Taco Bell. And Derek Stevens at Circa loves Taco Bell. Uh, like I said, it's one man's trash is another man's treasure. I mm-hmm. think Taco Bell, which is one of my favorite spots in the 90s, has fallen off the cliff. It's no longer. They've regressed to uh, the mean, you're uh, saying, uh, no, Matt. It's, it's, uh, there are so many better taco joints out there, Wes. So many, countless yeah. better ones. That anybody who thinks Taco Bell is an elite taco joint, I think, has uh, had their head stuck up the wrong place for too long. Well, uh, uh, just breaking news out here. There's a lot of Mexican restaurants here in Las Vegas, by the way, we got, uh, cooked by actual Mexican folks. So, hence, that's why you have Taco Bell dropping down. Look at number 35 in my list, Wes, La Bamba. And that's, this is a spot that only guys like you and me are going to know yeah. because burritos as big as your head. There's mm-hmm. still seven locations in the Midwest, a couple in Indiana. Uh, to me, when we were in college, this was the best Mexican, fast Mexican food on the planet. Yeah, it used to be one in Bloomington yeah. on Kirkwood Avenue right next to Kilroy's, and that thing would be, line would be out the door and oh, down man. the stairs at about 3.30 in the morning. So I do miss those days. I'm also a bigger Long John Silver's guy than perhaps you are. Well, I like Long John Silver's. I go there probably once a week. A lot of them have been closed down, yeah. though. There aren't very many they're out hard here. To find. They're hard to find. I like the chicken planks at Long mm-hmm. John. So I love those. All right, number 30 is White Castle. Chris the Bear Felica of ESPN told me he loves White Castle. I think you either love it or you hate it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, uh, a late-night stop, and it's uh, 24 hours in most locations. And that's a bonus if you're open 24 hours. 
Five Guys comes in at number 29. Del Taco at number 27. I know people who love Del Taco, people who hate it. I'm not huge on yeah. it. I'm, very I'm not big on it I'm either. very neutral on it. I would flip Jersey Mike's and Firehouse. I do like Firehouse better than Jersey well, Mike's. I, I like them both, but uh, the Big Kahuna cheesesteak at Jersey Mike's is probably the number one sub sandwich. Have I, you ever had that? I have not. Oh, okay. I, I'm partial to the hook and ladder, though, at Firehouse. I, go, I get the hook and ladder every week, probably at Firehouse. Number 20 is KFC. Number 19, Dairy Queen. Uh, we're going to go to Burger King at 16, Popeyes at 12, and then the top 10. Let's go ahead and run down the top 10. Whataburger, Zippies, which is out of Hawaii, Hawaiian barbecue, mm-hmm. Shake Shack, Raisin Cane's, In N Out Burger, McDonald's, Culver's, Portillo's, Freddy's Steak Burgers, and Chick fil A retains the top spot by a narrow margin. Wes, if Culver's and Portillo's, if the executives there could ever wake up, and expand their franchises and put locations in Las Vegas. Those two places have the potential to take over number I one. I would say the same with Whataburger. I actually yeah. Googled that the other day. I was like, is there a location here? It's like with a lot of these places, you got to drive to Kingman, Arizona, which only Matt would do. I, would I wouldn't do. necessarily yeah. do that, but Culver's the nearest in Kingman, Arizona. But Whataburger needs to get out of the southwest and come to the great west out here. Might drive uh, by a Whataburger on Thursday as I head down to uh, Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. For this show on the road, my guys in the desert is going to be on the road at TPC Scottsdale on uh, Friday. Might have to make a Whataburger stop, Wes. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes. We're going to talk uh, next. We're going to talk about baseball and the Red Sox-Yankees game, too. College Football Betting Guide is here. It's also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our College of Pro Football Betting Guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your College Betting Guide for $20. Start your free all-access trial today. If you go that route at vcin.com slash subscribe, we're trying to work on finishing the Pro Football Betting Guide within the next week. Uh, Wes, the reactions to the fast food list on Twitter today were just endless, and I knew it was going to happen that way. I didn't. I did not even want to look at Twitter mentions. You stirred today. up the hornet's nest, man. I didn't want to do that. Ben Fox has been bothering me for weeks, even uh, middle of the summer, about let's get this fast food list out. And really, the main reason I didn't want to do it is because of all the uh, all the reactions, the, the, the wide array of reactions on Twitter that you get when you put out a list like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing I talked about that amazed me the most is people who love the jack-in-the-box tacos. you got to be kidding me. I've never eaten those in well, my life. Well, don't try life. them. Don't try them. I, I stick okay. with the jumbo jack or the sourdough, and that's it. I'll give you a couple of uh, Twitter reactions here. Chick-fil-A is good, but not even a puncher's chance against Portillo's. Different weight class. Hey, I love Portillo's. That's why it's number three, okay? Uh <laughs> they need to get one out here in Las Vegas, too, by the way. Plenty right. of Chicago people out here well, in this town. There's one in Phoenix I plan to hit this weekend, too. How about uh, Burger King at 16, but Habit Burger at 36. Take down the list ASAP. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cold, t- or, uh, cold take, bro. Cold take. <laughs> A guy says it's depressing living in Chicago, but here's something. The top five on the fast food list are all within 10 minutes of my house. Chick-fil-A, Freddy's, Portillo's, Culver's, and McDonald's. I know a lot of people upset about McDonald's being in the top five. 
And uh, Chris DeBear Felica told me he likes McDonald's too. Hey, it's the number one fast food mm-hmm. chain in the world. I was wanting to stop at the nearest one here at the South Point yeah. across the street. Of course, it was closed because they had an equipment malfunction. I wondered why the drive through was uh, vacant today. Yeah, I just wanted a nice that little iced tea deal. for the show. Couldn't have it though today. Uh, I said without the McRib, McDonald's would probably be around 15 <laughs> instead of 5. But the McRib is a Hall of Fame sandwich that elevates you 10 The McRib is extra credit in the rankings. Oh, there's no question about it. How about this tweet, Wes? You can appreciate this one from Jerry Aldini. Get your butt to the Queen City now and put Skyline Chili oh. on your list. Uh, look, I've been a Cincinnati Reds <laughs> fan my whole life. I've been to Kings Island a million times. I've been in that city a lot. And I think it was Gary Cohen. And I usually like that Cincy-style chili, but not at Skyline. Gary Cohen, uh-huh. who is the television broadcaster for the New York Mets. The Mets were in right. Cincinnati a few weeks ago on SNY. And he was like, that looks hideous. He's basically like burying it, him and Ron Darling. It's like, oh, my God, how can you eat that? And I was like, you know what? Gary Cohen's right. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? The last time I went to a Reds game, I don't know, it was somewhere around 20 years ago, I think I ate eight Skyline chili dogs at the game. <laughs> well, I hadn't had one in years. You know, you know and, you eat them all the time. And like maybe I have bad memories yeah. because we had open campus as upperclassmen in high school. So, of course, where do we go? They take us to Skyline chili and we eat that about an hour and a half before yeah. football practice. Yeah. Not the best thing to eat before <laughs> football practice. Yeah. All right, let's talk uh, hoops. The NBA Summer League Championship game tonight is in Las Vegas. And right here at the South Point right now, the Celtics are six-point favorites, total 173. Celtics and Kings. Celtics minus 200 on the money line via DraftKings. This is 6 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN tonight. And, uh, Wes, before we look at some of the notable performances of the Summer League, I believe Peyton Pritchard is not going to play for the Celtics tonight. Is, is that the way you read this? Well, too? if it moved that way, I thought he was going to. Because right, if you looked, uh, I think he had Celtics, by the way, plus 21 in the Summer League, best point differential. So Peyton Pritchard played three Summer League games, averaged over 20, about five and a half rebounds, about nine assists, 57.7% from the four from three-point range. Then he went to a Portland Pro-Am. He, of course, is from the right. state of Oregon and played in this little Pro-Am league and had 92 points in a game in one of those. I don't know what kind of defense or what kind of competition that is, but he said he was going to return to Las Vegas to play. So I don't know if that's confirmed or not. I read last night that he might not play because of a previous commitment to uh, that league in Portland, but you got to come back for the Summer League Championship game, don't you? You you would think so. I don't don't know what they give you. Maybe maybe, uh, uh, free passes or something with BetMGM because or MGM sponsors that Summer League, by the way. On the Sacramento side, who of course is Celtics are playing. Bobby Jackson, the former King and the mm-hmm. former Minnesota Golden Gopher, he coaches the Stockton Kings in the G League, and he's actually leading this team. So Bobby Jackson is a guy trying to move up in the coaching ranks. Davion Mitchell for them, their first-round draft pick out of Baylor, has been very good. And then Chimizi Metu is also playing on this team. So Kings have been very solid. This line has moved, though. I think it opened like two and a half, and I saw six. Yeah, six right now is the number at the South Point. So I think Peyton Pritchard is playing for the Celtics tonight. By the way, the Celtics have had pretty good performances. of a couple of former Big Ten guys in this league as well. Romeo Langford out of Indiana, yes. Carson Edwards from Purdue, both playing well for the uh, Celtics. So they're trying to win the summer league. Well, Are you going to bet this game tonight? I do not believe so, but you mentioned Langford. It's kind of like, well, maybe when you move him around and don't put him in the corner on the opposite side of the ball like Archie Miller did at Indiana, maybe he has something left there. But it is still summer league, so I want to take it with a grain of salt. All right, let's look at the uh, NBA summer league notable performers. 
Cade Cunningham of the Pistons, number one overall draft pick, 50% from three in this league, 13 for 26, but only 35% uh, from two-point range. Jalen Green of the Rockets, the number two pick, 72, uh, 72 minutes played in this tournament, 61 points. But that was before he left with a hamstring injury, so Jalen Green abbreviated action in the summer league. Peyton Pritchard of the Celtics on fire, Wes, 58% from three, 26 assists and four turnovers. He's going to get minutes for the Boston yeah. Celtics, like actual real minutes here. It's almost like he's a little bit too advanced now for the summer league, so he, he has been terrific. He is going to certainly play for this team. Cam Thomas of the Nets looking like a late first-round steal. Uh, the league's leading scorer in Las Vegas at 26.5 points a game. And I was uh, happy to see this last night because Luca Garza uh, what, went 55th mm -hmm. in the NBA draft. Yeah, he's been besmirched. It's like, oh, this guy is so slow. All the Big Ten uh, rivals, even IU fans are like, oh, this guy can't play in the on. NBA. If you can make shots in the NBA, you can play in this modern-day league. He can play in the league, and he's going to play hard. And by the way, he can shoot the three, too. If you mm -hmm. play hard and you shoot the three, you can find a place. And he's a big body. People laughed when Duncan Robinson yeah, uh, was exactly. in the NBA, too. They thought he was the worst yeah. defender on the history of the planet. He just signed for a $90 million deal. Luka Garza's got slow feet. He's going to get exposed as a defender in space. That mm -hmm. much is obvious. But mm -hmm. the guy's going to give you 100% effort, and he's going to knock down shots. And that's important, obviously, in that league. Last night, Garza... 21 points, 15 rebounds uh, for the Pistons. I think the Pistons had a really good draft. Uh, obviously, a lot of that hinges on whether Cade Cunningham turns into a superstar. Though. And also if Jeremy Grant can yeah. kind of maintain this all-star level. All right, that's tonight, the NBA Summer League Championship game in Las Vegas, 6 p.m. on ESPN. And uh, the Celtics, six-point favorites. Quick break, we come back. Now we'll talk baseball with William Hill. Red Sox-Yankees do it again tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, get up to the second info you need and start winning now at OddsTrader.com. All right, Wes, just to follow up on this quickly, Marco D'Angelo in Vegas says, a good list, but having Raising Cane's at number seven is a travesty. One of the best fast food chains there is. <laughs> on the flip I side, love the disagree. I know. On the flip side, I've got Jeff Davis from Circus. Who hates it. Raising Cane's is crap. Okay. <laughs> he, I was going to bring him up, actually. Uh, Marco, by the way, a restaurant reviewer at a former publication here in Las Vegas. What, did, what does he give Raising Cane's? Three and a half forks? <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, it sounds like uh, three and a half or four forks. All right, let's get out to <laughs> William Hill. V-Send the handicapper at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Will, give me your top five fast food franchises, and I'm sure you're going to have a little bit of an East Coast bias. Last time I was on the East Coast, it seemed like there was a Boston market and a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. Well, I mean, what do you want me to draw? Picasso while I'm at it? I mean, you can't just spring this on me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prep for this. I, okay. can't, I mean, you can't. Okay. Plus, I, I never had a Raisin Cane. Some of these I, I just I haven't come across. Next time I can give you a better list. Uh, I mean, what what was number one or two on your list? Uh, give me your top three at least. I, I started to read your column earlier. All right. I'll let you look at it later. But uh, Chick-fil-A is at the top spot, yeah. number one. Let's put it that way. Uh, you can check it out right. later. We'll, we'll we'll discuss that later. We have more pressing issues here. We have to <laughs> we have to handicap baseball today, and I know you're happy right now uh, because Oof. the Yankees won the first game against the Red Sox today. They escaped. The Red Sox had bases loaded, no outs in the seventh, but the Yankees found a way to get the win today. And I think you're feeling a lot better about this team than you were a month ago. I'm feeling great. If yeah. you can see my fingernails right here, I have none of them left watching this team, <laughs> watching this bullpen. I mean, it's just a heart attack. This team is going to take years off your life if you're Yankee fans. Even when they win, it's, you know, the tying runs on second, the tying runs on third. It's it's an adventure. You, you know, you kind of take Chapman for granted, and, he, and he's had certainly his hiccups. But, man, it's just uh, – Boy, it, it, it's an event, and it's an adventure every time between Abreu, Luis, and Abreu's actually throwing the ball pretty well, and so is Ridings. But man, it's just they, they don't do it easy. But look, they're getting it done. They've played pretty well. I think best record in baseball since July uh, July sixth, twenty five and eleven, and that's without Rizzo, that's without Sanchez, that's without a lot of guys. Uh, they made up a lot of ground in the wild card. They just can't 
seem to make up enough ground on Tampa. Tampa, every time you look up, they're playing Baltimore, and it's they still have six games with uh, Baltimore the rest of the month. If they're able to get this to three or four going into September, that's when Tampa's schedule does get a little tougher. So Yankees have made up a lot of ground. They're still not dead in the division. So let's go to game two, Will. Nady Ovaldi, Luis Gill. Nady Ovaldi, pretty much one of the only Red Sox starters that hasn't kind of regressed. I know he had a bad outing in Toronto a couple weeks ago, but he's basically had the Yankees number each and every time this season in four starts. Uh, 26 and a third innings allowed just five earned runs, 28 strikeouts to one in terms of a strikeout to walk rate. He's getting Luis Gill tonight. Luis Gill's a nice little prospect. Number four entering in the season in this organization. Upper 90s, good movement on that fastball Eovaldi a small price favorite here on the road tonight who do you like I would lead Yankees I try I, I try to stay away from double headers there's just so much uncertainty with how these managers are going to use their bullpen you know usually both uh, both teams are going to rest certain guys and you know you're not going to see every guy play every uh, both games uh, I like heel stuff he, he's got a good slider good I mean everybody throws upper 90s now but reminds me a little bit of Severino where he first came up and, and these guys with good stuff especially the first time you see them are hard to hit so I would lean Yankees they've been scoring some runs lately um, you know obviously it helps to have Voight they're gonna you know, get Rizzo back sooner sooner rather than later uh, the, the lineups better than it was with, with, with Sanchez back so I would lean Yankees I just think it's two teams going in different directions here the Red Sox they just don't have a lot the bullpen's been an issue and uh, you know, really one of the worst teams in baseball the last three or four weeks here. Yeah, the momentum has shifted, that's for sure, with uh, each of those teams because the Yankees could not, uh, could not get a win against the Red Sox first half of the season. All right, I'm with you. I, I lean the Yankees in that game as well. How about the uh, Mets tonight on the West Coast against the Giants? And the Mets are sliding. Uh, well, I, did they? Uh, I think they're back to 500, or did they slip mm-hmm. one game under 500 with the loss last night? But it's Marcus Stroman against Logan Webb, and uh, I think you're going to take the dog here. You got about plus 145 with the Mets if you want to take the hook. Yeah, I'm not sure if they slip past 500, but given another week or so, and you look up, they're going to be under 500 because they still got nine games in a row against the Giants, the Dodgers. Yeah. I do actually like them in this spot. I think you know, Stroman's kind of been the de facto ace with uh, Carrasco not giving them what they wanted. Uh, Walker's regressed. DeGrom's out, and I don't think coming back, I mean, maybe the end of the year, but I would make him an underdog to pitch again this year. Syndergaard out. Uh, they need Stroman tonight. I, I, I think this is some value here. Last night was a tough spot after – you know, playing Sunday night in New York late game and then flying to San Francisco. They were competitive in the game and went back and mm-hmm. forth. But uh, yeah, I, I think tonight's a good spot for them. And I just think San Fran is a little overvalued here. So I'm going to take the Mets in. And what's really a big game for them. 59 and 59, Wes. That's mm-hmm. what the Mets are going yeah. into tonight's game. Chris Bryant with two homers for the Giants last night. Yeah. And look, the Mets have fallen off a cliff a little bit. Philadelphia really hasn't. But they've just gotten passed by the Atlanta Braves. All of a sudden, Atlanta now a game and a half ahead of the Philadelphia. Philadelphia Phillies, who both Will and I bet to win this division. And the Braves on the road tonight getting the money again, you know, against Sandy Alcantara. One thing Miami does have is they have a decent young staff. They have some good arms and good potential starting pitching. So I guess there's one thing to mention, get good on one side of the ball, because they're certainly not good hitting at the plate. But you like the Marlins tonight, right, Will? Yeah, and I actually think, look, if you play the season like 100 times over, there's a version of this where the Marlins win their division and all their pitches are healthy because their pitching is just so good. Uh, but a lot of them are hurt. Sanchez has been out. I know Cabrera's on the way up. Um, you know, Rogers has missed some time. They just they got a lot of pitchers out, but they do have a lot of pitchers, and they're throwing one of them tonight with Alcantara. Uh, tough spot for Noah, who's coming off the IL. I generally either stay away from pitchers coming off the IL or just bet against them. I'm going to bet against them tonight. I think you're getting uh, the much better pitcher at home at a plus price. 
Um, you give Atlanta credit. No Acuna, no Ozuna. Uh, Anderson's been out. They, you know, they, Soroka's been out. And, and they were probably a game or two away from being sellers at the deadline. But they said, you know what? If you guys are going to give us the division, we're going to try to take it. Uh, the Mets nor the Phillies could really put them away. And, and here they are at the top of the standings. But uh, I do think this here is a good spot for the Marlins at plus money. All right. Uh, let's talk NFL preseason. Let's go ahead and uh, shift to that right now because – uh, well, last night I was uh, handicapping this week's games, and obviously some of the lines got away yesterday on sides that I liked, like the Raiders uh, this week. But I found three three sides I do like this week, and I might end up finding more. But it's interesting. You and I did not talk about this, but we, we landed on the th- same three sides. Wow. So I, I hope that uh, we're <laughs> being on the same page pays off for us this week. I'll start with the first one, uh, the Jets. Now, the Jets opened as dogs in this game. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites last night when I bet it. They're up to two-and-a-half now. But the Jets at the Packers, and the Packers have all kinds of problems at the quarterback position right now. Yeah, I I took the Jets at a cheap money line. Uh, We saw them, like you said, a couple-point underdog to be a couple-point favorite. Maybe this line hits three with the Jets. I just think a couple things. Like you said, the quarterback issues with Green Bay. Love Love is hurt. Uh, Rogers probably not going to play. When you have those kind of quarterback issues, I think you're probably going to be more conservative by nature on offense. You don't want to get all your quarterbacks hurt. You want to keep some of them uh, upright. And I just think the Jets have a little bit more motivation. Sometimes these more established teams, the, the result doesn't mean as much in preseason. So the Jets with with Robert Salah and, and the new regime there, maybe the results mean a little bit more. Try to erase what's been a, a, just a brutal losing culture. So I think a little uh, incentive for the Jets in terms of motivation and just a little healthier at this point. So I like the Jets, and, and I kind of I kind of like your play here too. Under 34 and a half, can't see too many points being scored. Although you could always have you know, the defensive scores with, with these backup quarterbacks. Could have happened. Yeah, I did play the Jets minus one and a half and under 34 and a half. Two plays on that game. Jets beat the Giants 12 to seven in an ugly game. Uh, last weekend. I thought that uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. The Jets' backups are nothing special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Matt LaFleur looks like a coach, Wes, uh, just going to pack it in for this preseason. Aaron Rodgers not going to play. Jordan Love's got a banged-up shoulder now. And the only quarterback uh, until the Packers, I think they might have signed Blake Bortles or somebody else this morning. Uh, but they had Kurt Benkert, and that was it, basically, yes. who was av- available to play in this game this week. Yeah, so, uh, look, that's what you got to do. Some of these teams are not going to take it seriously. We talked about it in the first segment. Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams are not going to take this preseason seriously. It's get Matthew Stafford's thumb right and go for the regular season. But Will and I actually match up on a play, a play I'm going to play. I see six is now the best that I'm seeing on the screen here. But I know Will likes the Detroit Lions against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about that a little bit earlier today, Dan Gamble. Obviously not a lot of opportunity to win games going forward, especially in the regular season. So you got to try to win everything you can. Will likes Detroit here, right? Yeah, exactly. I think you said it well. Wins are going to be hard to come by. You're going to take them wherever you can get them, even if it's that's in the preseason. Uh, look, just too much uncertainty. It's just too much randomness in preseason to be laying six. You made a good point earlier with the Bucks and the Bengals. You see a six this early, you just got to take it out of principle. Um, these games are low scoring. They're close. They're pretty random. So I think if you're getting six, you're getting a more motivated team, a more motivated coach. I just think that's a lot of points in a situation like that. I mean, that's about as high a line as you're going to see is mm-hmm. the six here. Yeah, and the Bucks upset last week, 19-14 as six-point favorites uh, to the Bengals. All right, you and I matched up on two more. I'll let you uh, break it down here in the final 90 seconds. Panthers plus three and a half against the Ravens. John Harbaugh's obviously got the 18-game win streak. I think that could end this week. And 
Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings, two and a half point favorites over Wes's Colts. Yeah, Zim, Zimmer usually takes preseason seriously. Didn't last week. He got blown out. Yeah. He was unhappy at halftime. Says basically he gave the bull durms. We didn't do anything well. He, you know, uh, basically outplayed in every facet. They're not going to want to get buried in all these games. So maybe a little motivation for Zimmer's team. And then I, I like the Panthers here. I, I know this is a highly publicized speed, uh, streak with the Ravens, but that comes with attacks. And I think they're just beat up. They got issues. Receiver, offensive line, big Sorley's out. Same thing with the Packers, where you're not going to want to get all your quarterbacks beat up if you already got one injury. Uh, Panthers are at home getting three and a half. I just think this is a lot of points. Lamar's not going to play for the Ravens. They're going to sit a lot of guys out. I think Humphrey's banged up for the Ravens. So, mm-hmm. to me, this is a toss-up game. I think you got to take the three and a half here. I, and I think this streak is probably in a little bit of jeopardy. I think it ends this week. It was in jeopardy last week, Wes. Yes. Those of us oh, who bet the Ravens were lucky to get it out of there with a win. Yeah, sure. unfortunately for me, having the Saints. But to Will's point on, many, on Minnesota, and I agree with him, other than the Rams, who rested 38 players, right. no team rested more players than Minnesota last week at 33. We know Sean McVay. Uh, is not going to take the preseason seriously because he said it before the preseason started. Uh, William Hill at Nike Will Hill. Follow him on Twitter. He deserves a lot more Twitter followers. Hey, man, thanks. Visa.com slash subscribe. Check out the betting guys. They're uh, they're going to be fun to read. There we go. You bet. Back for hour number two next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.